Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hi pals, welcome back to Fuck the Fads. So this episode has been a bit of a nightmare for me because I actually recorded it yesterday. It is Friday today, it is Friday the 6th of October. I recorded it yesterday and uploaded it to automatically drop this morning at 6am and then it came to my attention about an hour or so ago that there are whole chunks of audio missing from the podcast and I've come and had a little look Um, And I thought that there might be like a simple fix that some of the audio chunks might have just been muted for some reason. But no, in fact, there are just genuinely whole chunks of audio missing. So I've had to muster up some real energy and I've had to reframe this in a way that means that I am not going to be pulling my hair out all day. So my reframe is that because there are whole chunks missing, and I could just try and fill in the gaps with what I vaguely remember saying, it's probably not gonna be great. So my reframe is that I'm just gonna record the whole thing and hopefully it's gonna be even better than it was before. Bear in mind when you're listening to this that I worked a night shift last night. I have got home about half an hour ago and I've been awake all night and I was awake all day yesterday. So I am slightly delirious. Um, and I'm hoping that I will be able to stay uh, concise and make sense um, and that it will be informative and factual but also interesting for you to listen to. So I have removed my bra and I have removed my pants and I have put some really comfortable clothes on and I am drinking a very large coffee about the size of my head while I record this. So without further ado, let's dive on in. So the idea for this podcast episode came off the back of my rant yesterday morning that I had on my Instagram stories about the latest episode of Diary of a CEO and the subject matter of that. Um, If you don't know, if you've never listened to it before, Diary of a CEO is done by Stephen Bartlett, who is a 30-year-old millionaire CEO, very successful young man, I have nothing against him whatsoever and anything that I say in this podcast I don't want it to come across like I'm um well I would never get personal at all I would hope um but I don't want it to come across like I'm bashing people but I just feel strongly about there being factual evidence-based information out there that is true rather than information that is spouted on lots of these podcasts that actually is quite fear-mongering, it's not true, um, it's sensationalised. So yeah, the the episode was with a guy called Tim Spector. And Tim Spector is, um, he's the founder of the Zoe trial. If you don't know what the Zoe trial is, you can go and Google it. But it's essentially, um, they're looking at research into how different foods affect different people's blood glucose and the body's then response to that and they are collating and collecting research from this but also it's something that they're selling so basically anyone who takes part you have to like buy a glucose monitor and it's sold on the premise that 
if you buy this glucose monitor and continuous glucose monitor and you wear it all the time you will be able to have the app as well which i assume you pay a subscription to i don't actually know but i assume you pay a subscription to it and then you can receive this data about what your how your body is responding to different types of food and then you can like personalize your diet to you so first of all i want to say that unless you are diabetic type 1 type 2 or gestational diabetic you do not need to worry about what your blood glucose is doing you are fortunate enough that your body will regulate that for you and yeah you just don't need to fucking think about it um i'm not going to go too much into this because it's kind of a different thing a different subject altogether than what i'm going to talk about today but um i'm I've just mentioned it because Stephen Bartlett is actually an investor in the Zoe trial. So when him and Tim Spector come together and they talk about things on the CEO podcast, so I think this is maybe the second or third episode he's been on, I think it might only be the second, but when they come together and they talk about things, you have to remember that they both have a bias and an agenda that they are working towards because they're trying to sell something. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's not done from a place of like evil or bad necessarily, but it's just really misinformed information. So in yesterday's episode, they were discussing high protein diets. Now you will have heard me talk about having a high protein diet lots of times before. If you follow any kind of like fitness content creators on Instagram, if you have looked into the fitness and health industry recently, you will know that it's, you might think it's like quote unquote fashionable to be eating a high protein diet all the time. If you go shopping in supermarkets in the UK at the moment, there are loads of products that are labeled and marketed as high protein because it's really important that we have a high protein diet. But what Tim Spector is saying in this episode is that actually this thing about having a high protein diet is a load of bollocks and people shouldn't be worrying about that. And you don't need to have more than the recommended daily amount, which is 0.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. And anything that you eat over and above that will actually cause detrimental effects. So what I'm going to attempt to do in this podcast is debunk some of the stuff that he said by giving you actual factual based evidence information that I have researched myself and the research paper that I've looked at in order to do this, I am going to link it in the show notes. So if you then want to go and have a look at that piece of um, research information, you can do that. And from there, you can look at all of the studies that were included in this research paper. But one of the things that Tim Spector was saying was that if you eat over and above your like kind of basic protein requirements, that your body will just convert the protein into glucose and fat and just store it and then your weight will increase. And I will bang this fucking drum as many times as I need to for the people that maybe don't get it straight away, for the people that have more questions and want more answers about it, or for the people that just don't like hear it to begin with. You cannot, it is physically impossible, 
gain weight over a period of time. You cannot gain consist consistently gain weight over a period of time if you are not in an energy surplus. So you can be eating over and above that 0.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight, but if you remain in an energy maintenance or an energy deficit, then there's absolutely no way that it is physically possible that your body weight will trend up over time. And that's because your body cannot store energy that is not there. So that was one of the first things that I picked up on that made me really mad. And actually, just a quick disclaimer, I haven't listened to the whole episode. I listened to about 30 minutes of it and it just made me feel a bit cross. And I then started having this rant. I will probably go back and listen to the rest of it because I'm interested to know what else they said that isn't true. Um, But that was one of the first things. And Stephen's response to this was, oh, I didn't know that you could store protein they told me that you couldn't store it. Don't know who they are, but someone's told him, oh, you can't store protein. And he said, I just thought that you essentially pooped it out. I think that was the word he used. I can't remember exactly, but something along those lines. And one of the reasons that this makes me so fucking cross is because he's either... And so there are two things, right? Stephen Bartlett is clearly a really intelligent human being. He's very driven. He's very successful. He has not got to where he is now by just taking people's word for it and not thinking outside of the box. So he's either just taken it for gospel because someone's told him that your body can't store protein, right? And not actually looked into it himself, not questioned it. Or what is much more likely to be the case He does know that the body can store protein. Of course he knows that, but he is just feeding into Tim Spector's narrative and making it more sensationalized so the podcast sounds like more fascinating and it's kind of more shocking. Um, And so that when other people listen to it, other people will like, you know, because there will be people out there who, who don't know about physiology and about how like the human body works and how you break down and store food that you've eaten and how your body metabolizes energy and that sort of thing. So these people who don't know will listen to this and be like, oh yeah, well, I didn't know that either. So what this guy's saying must be true. And I just feel like there are so many podcasts out there at the moment, so many huge podcasts that go out to literally millions of listeners every week. And they have these people on who claim to be experts in their field, about whatever it is, whether it's, I can't remember what her name is, I think it's like the glucose queen or something. She's another one that just spouts a whole lot of misinformation that's not backed by evidence. She claims that it's backed by evidence, but actually like she's cherry picked the evidence and interpreted it completely wrong. Um, But there's so many of these podcast episodes out there and actually they're really dangerous. And it makes me so cross because the podcast hosts don't seem to do anything to like question or challenge or debate these points with their guests. They just allow these people on to have free reign and speak freely. We can all speak freely, that's fine, freedom of speech, but speak freely without any kind of like questioning. Um, 
And I just think that it's they ha- they should have this responsibility to make sure that the information that is going out from their podcast like is true and it's and it's not fear-mongering and that it's not going to frighten people away from eating too much protein and that it's not going to make people think that if they have a high protein diet they're all of a sudden going to get fat like that just doesn't happen and something else that Tim Spector went on to say was that actually the only people that really need to worry about having a slightly higher protein diet are really elderly people or bodybuilders who are dieting Now, if you wait all of your life until you are elderly to think about your diet in that way and how much protein you're having, that is not going to stand you in good stead. That is not gonna benefit you well. It's like saying, I'm never gonna go to the dentist until my teeth are so fucking bad that they're basically irreparable. And then I'll go to the dentist and then I'll try and do things that the dentist recommends or have treatment from the dentist that are then going to improve my teeth. Well, by that point, it's probably too far gone and there's no point in crying when the party's over, right? So this is the same sort of thing. Like if you go through life, not, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to like worry about how much protein they're having in terms of are they having enough, but like if you try and aim to have a protein diet, that is going to benefit you massively as you age research shows that our muscle naturally wastes over time by about three to eight percent per decade and what part of having a protein diet does a high protein diet is actually helps prevent some of that wastage alongside resistance training i just want to add into that resistance training is super important for that but having then complementing that with a high protein diet will help prevent some of that muscle wastage so actually when you are then elderly you are not really really frail hopefully you are not really really vulnerable so that if you have a fall you're then going to be terribly ill afterwards so yeah those were the kind of two main points that I picked out from what he said that made me cross and made me just think I need to put something out there for people and you know my podcast is like tiny right I don't have a huge following um on my social media I my um podcast stats say that my audience ranges somewhere from about like 40 to 100 people um most days I get an average of like 30 listens on my podcast some days it's randomly higher than that but you know I don't have a huge audience however I as I said will bang this drum as many times as I need to and if I can just help a handful of people realize that some of the stuff that they hear and get told isn't true and they don't need to be afraid of these things then I will be a happy woman So as I said, I have done a bit of research and I have looked at actual statistics and stuff. Um, I looked at a research paper that that has reported on different meta-analyses. So a meta-analysis is where um, people have reported on lots of different randomized control trials. So it's not just like one trial that's been done in this paper they've looked at a meta-analysis where they included 24 controlled trials and then another one where they'd included 74 controlled trials and so on so there's when you look at something that's reporting on different meta-analyses it's a really good way of getting robust information because you're getting the 
information and the evidence from more than just one place and the more like information and evidence you have the better obviously the more robust it is the more um, applicable it is to like the general population so one of the first things that I read that I thought was really interesting is that fairly long-term clinical trials of six to 12 months reported that a high protein diet provides weight loss effects and can prevent weight regain after weight loss. And a couple of the reasons behind that is because there are different hormones that we produce in our gut, which dictate our hunger or our satiety. So there are hormones called glucagon-like peptide 1, cholecystokinin, sorry, I'm trying to say these properly, cholecystokinin, and peptide tyrosine tyrosine. And these three hormones help to reduce our appetite. Then there is our hunger hormone, which one of our other hunger hormones, which you will have heard me talk about before, called ghrelin. And ghrelin actually enhances our appetite. Ghrelin tells our brain that we're hungry and a high these studies have found that a high protein diet actually increases the hormones that reduce our appetite so they increase glucagon like peptide one they increase cholecystokinin and they increase peptide tyrosine tyrosine and they and a high protein diet decreases our levels of ghrelin so that means that that results in increased satiety signaling, which basically means that we feel hungry less of the time and we feel more satiated more of the time. And inevitably that will lead, lead to reduced food intake. And we all know, because I say it all the fucking time, now, if you are trying to lose body fat, if you are trying to reduce your body fat percentage and lose weight, the thing that is going to get you there is reduced food intake because you need to be in a negative energy, energy balance for that to happen. And one of the meta-analysis of 74 uh, randomized control trials compared subjects in a standardized protein group who consumed between five and 23% of protein of their total daily energy. And then in the high protein group, they were consuming 16 to 45% of their total energy um, intake. And the high protein group showed a significant decrease in body weight mass, waist circumference and blood pressure compared to those who ate a standard protein diet. There was a controlled trial by somebody called Westerter Plantenga et al. I'm hoping that I'm saying that right. I've really got no idea. I'm trying my best. Um, but they looked at 148 mildly obese participants and they dieted them with a very low energy diet over a four week period and then continued on for a further 12 weeks. But for some of their participants adding in additional protein to their diet and the participants in the protein group showed 50% less weight regain after afterwards than the group who didn't have the additional protein and the weight regain that they did have in the protein group constituted of fat free mass whereas the weight gain in the non-protein group was fat mass. So for anybody that doesn't know, fat-free mass is essentially what it says on the tin and it's just mass that doesn't contain fat. So if you're going to gain weight, right, you want to gain muscle rather than fat. 
And then the final thing that I'm sort of going to mention was Clifton et al. and Lehman et al. Uh, compared high protein diets and high carbohydrate diets for nine and 12 months respectively. And they also confirmed a correlation between protein intake and weight loss and also between protein intake and fat mass reduction. So you will have heard me talk before about like how weight loss and fat loss are two different things. Like you can lose weight in the short term without losing fat and you can gain weight without gaining fat because you know your body's not just made up of fat when you weigh yourself you're weighing everything and this is actually showing a correlation between increased protein intake and fat mass reduction which essentially when any of us go on a diet is what we are aiming to do right we're aiming to reduce our body fat percentage now one of the things that I also wanted to do was to include um evidence in this that talks about adverse effects because I am trying to keep this non-biased and balanced. So the research paper looked at a meta-analysis of 74 randomized controlled trials and all of the trials found that overall high protein diets do not lead to reduced bone mineral density, which had been suggested previously or has been suggested previously. And actually opposite to that high protein intake can help prevent bone loss in older adults who are prone to nutritional deficiency and while high protein diets don't affect renal function in healthy people it can adversely affect renal function in people with kidney disease so there are risks for people who have kidney disease and who are like already unwell but if you are a regular healthy person you've got no underlying kidney issues a high protein diet should not be a problem for you now as with anything in life if you are going to choose to change your diet in some way or to I don't know have a surgical procedure or whatever it is that you're choosing to do I urge you and implore you all to go out there and do a bit of your own research and find people who you can get information from, where the information is balanced, non-biased, and yeah, it doesn't have an agenda and it's not just like scaremongering bullshit. So on that note, if you would like to find some people on social media that are going to give you evidence-based information, I am going to recommend a few people for you. And all of these people, they've all got really different styles. Um, which is why I like them all because they're all different, but like their, I feel their values and their mission is kind of the same that like they want to provide evidence-based information and they will always cite the evidence that they get their information and the stuff that they are telling you from. So if you ever want to go and have a look at that research, it's there for you to look at, but also they break it down so that it's digestible because reading research isn't easy, right? It's, it's actually really hard. I find it a right old brain tickler, personally. Um, so having places that you can go where people are gonna give you evidence-based information and break it down so that it's digestible, but you can also see that they haven't twisted it in any way is really, really important. So people that I recommend are Dr. Amelia Thompson, PhD. You can find her on Instagram. She is great. She does a lot with, um, she's an online coach, but she has a PhD as well. Um, she lectures 
I think it's at Leeds University now, I might be wrong. Um, she knows a lot about nutrition. She knows a lot about, um, she has a lot of experience with like eating disorders and stuff, um, working with menopausal women, that sort of thing. But all of her like information that she puts out is always really evidence-based. The second one is Emma Story Gordon. I've talked about her on my podcast before. She's a total fucking legend. Um, and also her and Amelia are best friends, which I stumbled across Emma first and then I found Amelia through Emma. And again, Emma has the same ethic. Like she provides evidence-based information. She will cite studies. She is a very um, like well-educated, incredible human being who works with all different types of people coaching um and just helping to she calls people out but like in a really quite nice gentle way you know she doesn't go for the jugular like some other people do which i think is nice she's very kind um and it doesn't like everything nothing that she says is sensationalized it's just facts then the other two that i also think are really good is a guy called dr ids idz he calls people out in a bit more of a funny way um he has a lot of followers on TikTok as well as Instagram. Um, he's a medical doctor as well as has other credentials. But again, he cites all of his research. Um, so you can have a look at it. And he, he actually like highlights it in his videos and underlines the relevant bits. So you can see like exactly where he's extracted stuff from. And he does a lot of debunking of these like people that walk around supermarkets picking up boxes of cereal going oh you shouldn't eat this because it contains 756 toxins and you know this bottle of water is really bad for you because it's got chemicals in it um so go and look at him and then the other person who is um similar to dr ids in that he kind of like debunks these yeah like sensational fucking bullshitters um but he does it again in a little bit more of a gentle way, I think, um, is Ben Carpenter. But they are all amazing. They're all different. And I, from following them, from looking at them, watching them, reading things they've written, I really trust all of those people um, to kind of lead me to good, proper information so that is the end of this episode thank you so much for coming to listen if you have listened this was a small struggle for me to get through because as i said at the beginning i have been awake all night um and i was just devastated when i realized that so much of the audio for the one that i'd uploaded yesterday was lost and that i was going to have to redo it didn't quite know how i was going to get through it but here we are if you are listening on Spotify, you will just see this episode. I should have said this at the beginning. If you're listening on Apple, I think the other episode is still there. I'm gonna try and have it taken down. Not quite sure how to do it yet. But if you have five seconds, I would absolutely adore a little review, a little star rating or a little written review would just go a million miles in helping me get my message out there and spread the word and I would appreciate it so much. And if you think that I am the kind of person that you would like to work with to achieve your health and fitness goals, then keep listening for ways in which you can contact me. And I would absolutely love to chat with any of you, even if you just want a little bit of no strings attached free advice. I'm always, always happy to chat. I'll see you in the next one. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, 
please visit my website coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.